What do you want to do next? <laughs> After like stab, carjack, like what do you, what's your next one? What's my next traumatic experience? Yeah, what are you looking for? Oh, like tuberculosis or something. Oh my God, no, wait, yeah. guys, clear cancel, <laughs> clear cancel. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's me, Dom. Welcome back to Dom Meets World. Hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. This week on the show, I have a very special guest. She has a background in wellness, spirituality, and currently goes to school for music production. Please welcome Iris Daly. Hey, you just got here. You just walked in and sat down. Hey. So how's everything? It's really good. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, how's uh? Are, are you from LA? No, no, I'm from Idaho. Okay, what's in Idaho? <laughs> I, okay, first of all, let me preface this by saying I'm really bad at geography. Okay. I thought Alaska was a country. Oh, okay, it is actually. Also thought Seattle was a state. It is. Which is not. No, it is. Oh, they. Are you gaslighting? I was gaslighting. You're right. Are you gas? Because I love being gaslit. <laughs> love bombing and gaslighting is my. Right, it's like my all right. shit. Okay. Tell me you love me, and then. Tell me that, and then convince me you. you never said that. I never said that. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Okay, so, <laughs> so Idaho. Yes. Um, What's it like growing up in Idaho? What's in Idaho? What's Idaho known for? I mean, it's really beautiful. I'm gonna avoid saying potatoes, but it's definitely. Uh, is potatoes a big thing in Idaho? Yeah, it's like their biggest export. Really? Yeah. What's your favorite potato? Damn. <laughs> you have a favorite potato? Oh, I shouldn't have said it. Are um, you into potatoes? I actually, my potatoes are my passion, so I'm really excited that you asked about this. Yeah. Um, fries are good. Actually, uh, that's pretty much all. <laughs> yeah, that's what about it. What about like sweet potato? Sweet potatoes are good. Sweet potatoes? Yeah. Yeah. You're, are you from Idaho? Yeah, I know a lot about, mm -hmm. I know all about different species. Right. Of, there's Yukon. Okay, wow. Potatoes. Is that a, is that one? Yeah, Yukon. Oh, fuck. I'm fucking, yeah. I'm fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be knowing shit. I'm proud of myself. We're only talking nicely about you in this in this podcast. No more being mean to yourself in my presence. You can do it when I leave. No, it's good. It's, it's humbling. I like when traumatic shit happens to me. It brings me down to earth. All right. I ne I've never strayed too far All right. from my <laughs> britches. All right. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, it's, it's good. I just look at it like, you know, when, when my life is going too good. Because I, I can get like... Girly. I get really like arrogant. I get really. All right. Positive. Okay. I, can see I get a little bit of money. All right. I'm, I'm blowing it all. Same. same. <laughs> I'm buying whatever. Okay. I can get. Live fast. That's yeah. okay. And then, but before that happens, the universe is like, no, stabbed. Now it's like, stabbed. now you can't spend carjacked. your money because you're in the hospital. What do you want to do next? <laughs> After like stabbed, carjacked, like what do you, what's your next one? What's my next traumatic experience? Yeah. What are you looking for? Oh, like tuberculosis or something. Oh my God. No, wait. Yeah. Guys, clear cancel. <laughs> clear cancel. <laughs> do not clear. What, what are you doing? What is that? What I'm, is clear, I'm clearing. I'm clearing. What, what, what was that? It's like sound <laughs> clearing. It's like a bit. It's a bit. It's like witchcraft? Yes. Or something? Yeah. Like are you in love with me him? yet? Or? Uh, uh, <laughs> don't don't get me started on that. I will say I love you so fast. All right, yeah, That's true. Like my thing. It's me too, and then I'll tell you that um, I never yeah, said that. It's because I'm a cancer. Right? Okay, wait. Now we can talk about it. Yeah. Okay, tell me the birth chart. Okay, so before I tell you my birth chart, I just want to confirm. I'm not ran through, but I do know every. I do know my entire chart. That doesn't mean yeah. I'm ran through. I know there's That's like okay. a stigma. It's only because, and this is funny. I'm not ran through. You know, like on TikTok? Yeah, yeah. How there's like trends and stuff? Okay. I've had a lot of phases on TikTok. I've been on okay. TikTok for a minute now. All right. I first blew up on TikTok right. for on astrology talk. 
Oh, really? Cause Wait, my, what? Because it's so big, bad? Yeah, because I was like known as like the cancer guy. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, just All a right. poison to society. Just a disease <laughs> a spreading amongst slay, the Slay, slay. Okay. Okay, but no, I'm a cancer son. Right, same. And then we have the same... Moon, cancer moon. <laughs> Taurus rising. Okay, cool. Cancer Venus. Oh, okay. You are a lover. <laughs> what? Like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I, yeah, I get that reaction a lot. I'm like very transparent. Uh, no, that's good. You're a lover. A little lover boy. Leo Mercury. Okay. And also makes sense. Is Mar Mars is another one, right? Mm -hmm, there you Mars, go. Taurus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we have a similar birth chart. What's yours? I have three cancer placements as well. Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon, Cancer Mercury. But Cancer Mercury, Leo Mercury is solid. We'll, we'll have a good chat. Yeah. And then um, Gemini, Venus. What is, is that bad? It's not good. Dude, people don't like Geminis, right? That's like a thing? Um, yeah, because they're silly. I like Geminis. Geminis are good. But also I have like two Gemini placements. Mm. But um, yeah, it's like the negative qualities of Geminis people don't like. But every sign has negative qualities. So it's a pretty I, biased thing to say that you don't like a sign because like there's like. But I have a hot take. Right. I, there's signs okay. that I, there's, <laughs> I have a hot take. You're like, no, I don't there's, like them. <laughs> there's signs that I don't like, okay. but not because of their negative or positive qualities. Okay. Because just, just, I'm just to like, not like them? Yeah. All right, give me them. Why not? Libra. Okay. Honestly? Because on, like, what do you do? You know what I mean? I'm just yeah. like, like, yeah, what's, course, what's, like what's your thing? What is your thing? You're like, you're not like, <laughs> at least, like, I know it's shitty to be a cancer. Like, people are like, right. oh, you're a cancer, man. Right. You are trash. Right. But at least people are talking about me. You know what I mean? At least there's like, I have a thing. All right. Okay. <laughs> Libra. So it's like, Libra, what? It's like lackluster for you? Yeah. All right. Go off. Like Gemini, I'm like, cool. Everyone hates you. Crazy. But at least okay. people are talking go about off. you. Go off. Okay. And then Aquarius. I'm like, what do you... <laughs> look, um, I'm not... Look, Aquarians, <laughs> Libras, I love you. And this is not my <laughs> opinion. At all, just to I'm clarify. not saying I'm not saying I like I'm not saying I was just like I'm happy I'm not. You just like have it out for Aquarius. air signs. Uh no, I don't like. Uh, I want to say Capricorn, but my little bro is Capricorn. Uh, I fuck well, with him. Cancers and Capricorns are mommy loves daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me and my little bro, we, we be getting along. We be about yeah, okay. Capricorn, so I'd be. I love with Capricorns. Him. And then I like Aries. All right, my best friend of my mom's Aries. Right, your mom's Aries. Um, and I've dated a lot of Virgos, so I f Virgos. Okay. Don't like Sagittarius's. Okay. Doesn't that's, like Sagittarius. Yeah. Sagittarians. No. Awesome. Sagittarians, no. But yeah, that's it. Okay. I just I'm just very indifferent to Aquarius and Libra. Okay, what's your favorite sign? Aries, probably. Aries probably my favorite sign. What's All right. Mm, I need to take a deep breath. What do you usually do? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wait, let me, let me have this. Okay, will you do it with me again? Uh, breathing? But like, yeah, but like okay. secretly, like off cam, like off Okay, no, don't, okay. Okay, anyways. I've had so much caffeine that does nothing for me. I think it releases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I think my heart just palpitated. I had um, less caffeine for this moment, specifically. What sign do you usually date? Oof. Or do you, are you just like Cancers a on freaky astro? <laughs> all you just all go around all around the calendar. Um, I've had a lot of cancer relationships. Most of them are cancers. I'm done. Okay. Just kidding. Not really. Tell me out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've dated every like woman I've been with has been a Scorpio for some reason, and then yeah, 
lots of water signs. But I would like a nice, like, stable earth sign. Honestly, I don't want anyone right now. I want no <laughs> signs. I want no signs. No signs. If you have a sign, I don't want to be <laughs> None. I'm actually out of the game. Um, but, yeah, that is a sign that I've dated a lot. Virgo placements are pretty difficult, so. I've dated a lot of Virgos. Right. And I'm single. <laughs> so you know how those went. Yeah. yeah. Virgo cancer is good, though. Is it? Yeah. You, you don't, like, hate them fooled now? me. <laughs> No, I don't hate them. It was actually a pretty good relationship. She actually got me into therapy and shit. So, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice and pretty, grounded, yeah. healing. It was pretty good. They're the healer. I'm a better person now. Okay, that's I, good. I used to think so. I don't know. The internet might say otherwise. Well, I think you should definitely stick with, like, earth signs or water signs. You have a lot of earth and water. Hold on. That was good ASMR. Throw up in my mouth on for the microphone. It makes sense you don't like air signs when you're all earth and water. I think fire might be like exciting for you. You have a Leo Mercury, but maybe we'll like, maybe there'd be a little chaos there. Maybe a little passion because you're water. I like fire signs. Yeah. And we have a lot of like, we have similar, like we have the three cancer placements. So I do well with really stable earth signs. So that might be good for you as well. Stability. Especially uh, Taurus rising, Taurus Mars. Like you're a stable guy. No, I'm not. No, he's like, not. He's not stable. I don't want, I don't like stability. Okay. I've learned, like I've learned this recently. Okay. Right. right. Here's my thing. Right. Right. I've learned this recently about myself. Right. Okay. I. I. This is a negative connotation. I'm gonna say it, but I don't think it's true. Okay. Right. Okay. Because like, there's love bombing, right? Okay. Yeah. Which is classic cancer, by the way. Yeah, but I only say it's I. But like, I only say it's love bombing. When like you stop bombing, but I just keep on bombing. Yeah. Like I'm just like. Okay. Wait. Honestly, I kind of do the same, but I don't mean to. I mean it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I'm bombing until there's like <laughs> like one toxic person to the next. Yeah, like I'm like, <laughs> like I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm love bombing until there's yeah. nothing left. Every yeah. building is just like, yeah. and it's like I, I don't consider that love bombing. That's okay. just loving. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you love hard. That's yeah, okay. exactly. But the thing is, mm -hmm. I also like it when someone's love bombing the shit out of like. Yeah, that's valid. Like just like when if, if I say yeah. like I love you, mm -hmm. and you say I love you back, I'm in. All right. And then if like I'm like talking about our houses together and like we're gonna build a home, All right. kids' names, All right. and then we just keep on doing that until those things. All it's right. like we're not love bombing; we're manifesting. Okay, okay, that's nice. Yeah, but it can also be very, like, mm. but it can also be very chaotic. My commitment issues. I'm like, yeah, that's not how I operate. But Do I you have commitment you. issues. I just don't prefer to at this moment in my life. Ah, oh, but it's so much fun though. Yeah, it's ended really well for the both of us. So. Yeah, but you can't you can't dwell on the past. <laughs> you gotta move on. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. You gotta sure. grow from that. Learn from your mistakes. Yeah, once I like fully release all that, I'm sure I'll be down and open. But at the moment, I think I have a lot in the way. What's in the way? Uh, just like really chaotic, painful endings that like still weigh pretty heavy. That mm. um, I'm just like respecting that it takes like time to release. Was it a breakup? Yeah. Long? It was rough. It was with someone who's a Cancer and a Cancerinus. Oh, actually. shit. Ew. Yeah. But. Was it a long relationship? Um, yes. It was three years. We lived together and um, just like really formative years in my life. And like, you get it. Like, you fall really, really hard for people. And like, yeah, I just kind of gave this person every ounce of my being and then had it. And really explosively and horribly and um, 
there's still like betrayal and anger and grief and sadness to release in order for me to like even remotely like let anyone in again it would be like a lot of patience and I don't know if I want to make someone be patient or if I even like have the time and space like I'm really busy I'm a very busy girl so I don't know if yeah. like uh yeah I don't know if I have the time or the energy or maybe I just like haven't found a person that I think is worth it I also get like those are pretty like formative years yeah like I was in a four-year relationship from like 18 to like 22 yeah ish. and like it was becoming like becoming a human yeah we were just like two completely different people yeah and it was also like Virgo but oh she was an Aquarius oh really yeah. Aquarius cancer okay yeah. we were both like each other's first love and it was just yeah. so intense yeah that like you just don't know how to communicate yeah certain for things, sure and like, for you sure. just end up hurting each other for sure you're learning like yeah. emotional maturity yeah. and your bond is on desperation as well because it's your first love and it took me a few years until I was able to look back on my shipping and I was like, okay, it was just an age thing. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. And it's like, for sure. As I grew older, I was like, and I learned how to communicate in a relationship. It was yeah. like, I just didn't know how to do that. Yeah, for sure. Your frontal yeah. lobe is like not even fully <laughs> developed. Yeah, You're exactly. like making life commitments. And now I'm at the place now where I'm like, I'm fully able to com like communicate every yeah. feeling, every emotion. Yeah. And if something's not right for me, yeah. I know when to just like step away. Yeah. And I know I don't owe anybody anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Whereas before it yeah. was like, if I like date you immediately, mm -hmm. I'm like, I owe you every ounce of me and I owe you the world. Yeah, and then you abandon yourself in the process. Yeah, exactly, and you give up yeah. yourself and you dim your light to let the other person shine. because yeah, 100%. Because you, you want that, because yeah. you know what I mean? Because you love that person so yeah, much. Yeah, very much. But then you have to learn to like look inside yourself and be like, I don't owe this person yeah, for sure. that much or sure. part of me, you know for what sure. I mean? Yeah, because you're abandoning yourself in the um, process. Exactly, and it's okay to put yourself first, so I think that's what you're doing right now. I think that's Thanks. important. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for understanding me. I think also right now it's like the love I give other people I'm trying to give to myself. Like I'm trying to fully like for once just put, cause I'm a serial monogamous. Like I was in a relationship for like six years. Like before that one I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, talking to me about, uh, yeah. I gotta, uh, uh, yeah, I gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well you're a lover boy, it's okay. It's okay to be, but um, for me personally, like it's just trying to give that to myself so I can like, become who I am without the influence of like giving half of me to another person mm -hmm. instead I'd rather like give all of my energy to myself for now and then right now like if I'm gonna get into my crazy girly speech it's like I don't think I would attract my partner that I want to end up with right now like I feel like the most like high vibrational highest potential version of myself like I'm still growing into so right now I wouldn't attract the partner that would be like the match to my like to the self I want to grow into yeah. right now, I would attract like another wounded person, and then we would just be a match with our wounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I think, it, like you said, you're becoming the person you want to become right now. Like you're working yeah. on discovering on who you want to be. Yeah. Hence, like you just went to music production school, and yeah. you know you're focusing on that part mm -hmm. of your life, which maybe you wouldn't have been able to yeah. focus on if you were in exactly. a relationship. Wait, I, that's actually exactly what happened to my last one I was dating. That's actually what happened because I started that school. Also, wait, I'm not in music production school anymore. Huh? I'm not in music production school anymore. But you... I just, I'm done with it now. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, just... Yeah, I but, mean, but I just mean like in past tense, like you probably wouldn't even pursued it. 
Yeah, for sure. Like, 100%. As much if you were in that's that actually, relationship. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. literally why I left my relationship. Like, it was so toxic and it was so, so unhealthy. But, like, I mean, like, being, I'm sure you understand this, but, like, when you love someone so much, you just don't care. And when you're young, you just don't care. Like, I would have let him treat me poorly for, like, the rest of my life. But I only left because I knew I couldn't pursue music and I couldn't, like, expand who I was in my career. So I didn't even leave for, like, the treatment I left because I knew I couldn't pursue music. Like he was like energetically blocking my opportunities and just like certain things in my life, I just knew deep down that I couldn't continue what I really wanted to do with my entire life if I was with this person. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, I don't know if I'm getting this right, but like, did you have like a pretty like traumatic like childhood a little bit? Yes. Yeah. Maybe just a little. Maybe. Just, <laughs> just I don't know, because I feel like the way that you I've realized, like, because I had a pretty traumatic childhood. Yeah. And that kind of is how I learned how to cope in relationships and how to love is like. Yeah, exactly. Is you going, take it with you. Yeah, take mm. it with me. Like, my mm -hmm. dad left, oh. like, left me twice, like, oh, wow. when I was a kid. Okay. And going into my relationships, I kind of took that and yeah. to an extreme of being like, I'd never want to be like my dad. So it's like. Yeah, for sure. When it comes to my friendships, my relationships, any relationship in my life. Yeah, I'm 110% in. I'm super loyal, yeah. and like I try to make things work because I never want to look at be. The, I never want to look at myself as a failure like my dad was. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So How I don't know. How old you? He first left when I was two. Oh wow. And he came back when I was ten. Okay. He said, and like you know, when your dad comes back, like I'm like, oh my dad's back. He's like yeah. my hero. And you're ten. And I was ten, mm -hmm. and then he said he was gonna pick up from school one day. No. It was the best day of my life. Here, I'll tell you about it. It was the best day of my life, all but the worst day of my life. I always mm. was jealous because all my friends had their parents around and had like mm. families. And my ideal family yeah. was a mom and a dad. Right. So I remember my mom was dropping off at my dad's place at yeah. his apartment. And I was like, Mom, come upstairs, come upstairs, come upstairs. Please, please, please. Mm. She was like, fine. So she came upstairs. We were watching Resident Evil. I was on the ground. My mom was here. My dad was here. Mm. Then like the scraper happened and they jumped in each other's arms. And I was like, oh, I have a family. Then he yeah. said he was going to pick me up the next day from school. Yeah. He never picked me up. Um, never yeah. showed up. Wow. My grandma had to come get me. Wow. And then he tried to come back that day and apologize. Saw my mom crying. And I saw him. I was like, I never want to see you again. Like, I'll wow. take care of my mom. I'll take care of my family. Wow. I don't need you. Wow. And then I never saw him again. Wow. I think I took that moment into every relationship. And I was like, I'm yeah. always going to be there for that person. Like, if yeah. I tell you I love you, I mean it. I, like, it's just like, I just like, yeah. and I think a lot of people view it as like, oh, he's so intense or he's so extreme. And maybe so, mm -hmm. but like, that's just how. I ended up learning how to love and how to yeah, like, it's like that, like, so anyways, enough about me, but that's, that's my a lot traumatic. That's scary though, especially when you're 10, like when a child goes through things, they don't have the knowledge of like 29 year old Dom, like you don't have the knowledge. So like the way you perceive it is you take it all yeah. to heart and you take it personally and you blame yourself. And that's a lot of responsibility to carry. Yeah. And I think I've learned to like, to deal with it and how to like really Mm -hmm. heal that inner child because mm -hmm. i have been going to therapy for a while now slay slay therapy slay therapy but yeah especially when i was younger it was like it just turned into like you know a lot of extreme accountability for you sure know, everything for is sure. this happened to me it's my fault it happened for to sure me. it's nobody else's fault for like sure. i took a lot of responsibility. same actually yeah. and I, it actually like is i feel is the reason why i have so much like growth mm -hmm. is because like when something happens like i take full accountability and then i'm able to like grow from that opportunity instead of like be like oh my god yeah you know if that makes sense i feel like it reached a point though of like extreme ownership it was like 
Yeah. And then like blaming yourself for literally everything. Yeah. Right? So, like, right. I got yeah, stabbed. Yeah, sure. I was like, this is on me. I shouldn't have yeah. been there at that time. It's yeah, like, get, get stabbed. This is, this is my get, fault. Get stabbed. I'm just really stabbable. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> knives really cut it into my skin easy. So I could see why I'd yeah. be an easy target. Look, I'm really moisturized right now. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like it did reach an extreme point of ownership yeah, that sure. I had to kind of like be like, you know what? It's okay to like yeah. not take 100% of yeah the blame for, for things sure, like for sometimes sure. shit just kind of happens and it's just sure. out of your control for sure. um but yeah i was curious if like you obviously don't have to talk about it but like if you no. have noticed like your experiences have kind of formed yeah, the person you are sure. and how you're dealing with that i have like a tumultuous relationship with my same-sex parents so like my mom but more um her mom so i was raised by my grandma which i mean if my audience is watching this like they know a little bit about this i've like spoken a bit about it but my parents were just really busy growing up and like they had nine mouths to feed because I have five siblings. My grandma was living with us, like raising me. My siblings are like, my oldest one is 16 years older than me. And like, there's a huge age difference. I was an accident. It was a surprise. Um, but like the whole family, like my parents just had to feed nine mouths, like literally nine mouths. So they were just very busy and financially like not able to be my parent and they're also very like emotionally unavailable just in life they've both been through so much that like truly I don't blame anyone in the situation other than like just this just like how like the cards I was dealt with like mm -hmm. as I grew up but my grandma was very abusive and all my siblings were at school so like no one really knew except for my sister who was also getting abused and like the girls would mainly get abused um so I just grew up in a lot of child abuse and also completely unseen child abuse like mm. it's kind of the most like that I talk about the trauma that I've been through it's probably the one that I've talked about the most but probably because like I don't really feel seen in it like it's still not really <laughs> it's not really like acknowledged um in my home life so wow, I'm like really cutting into like modern day trauma like <laughs> how but sorry about that. but um yeah it's just like it's what I take into my relationships. Like I've been in multiple abusive relationships in my adulthood because like all I've known is abuse. Like, and I didn't even like understand that it was abuse. Like I didn't understand, like, I'm like, oh, I'm just being shoved. Like I'm not being punched. Mm -hmm. Like I've like, like my last relationship ended really explosively and I still didn't even understand like that it was as bad as it was because like I just hadn't been validated for so much of my life that like I wasn't able to self-validate. And like, does that make sense? Like yeah just having things not seen you just like aren't able to like see it within yourself like find your own truth in that so it took me a long time to kind of just understand like oh I am being not treated well and I do need to like leave the situation because it's not safe for myself um and like multiple of those relationships um but yeah I definitely take that with me but I also like know that like our soul like experiences things and like when we want to heal we'll attract those experiences again so like, I do think it's kind of a blessing as well that I had that relationship and like, I loved him so much. And for someone to like, like when you don't have a sense of family, you get so close with a person because they become your family they become your everything. And then when it's a toxic relationship, they also isolate you and you don't have like any friends. So he was my best friend. He was all my friends. He was my family. He was my partner. He was everything to me. So when like those things happened, it was like, the end of my entire world it was like my entire like relationship to love was like cut off like just all the love in my life was like severed um but I'm like grateful for that experience because 
of how I was able to like grow and learn from it. Like I'm still definitely growing and learning. It's still pretty heavy, but the ability to see now all the pain that I'd experienced, but older, like my soul attracted like that experience again so I could heal that and going on this journey of healing what I had been through in the past, but in a different form is like bringing so many more realizations to like, oh, like maybe my needs weren't met as a child, but it was no one's fault and it's okay. And like now as an adult, I can meet my needs now or like I can like hold myself accountable for taking care of myself now and like not abuse myself in the same way that I was abused as a child. Cause I think we like just repeat patterns, but yeah, I'm really grateful for the like taking it into adulthood because just like being able to heal from it now as an adult and seeing it clearly with adult eyes instead of being like a child and not understanding anything. So yeah. just re-experiencing things. <laughs> what was like your kind of like escape from that? If you had any, did you have sort of like any sort of outlet when you felt like maybe you were alone? Was it like, like I don't as know, a child music? or an adult? Both. Like was, is music, there any? Music for sure. Was music? For sure. Music was it always. Like, like I wouldn't what, get in like trouble. writing, listening? Well, um, as a child, like, I would always be in trouble. Like, I was, like, always in trouble, like, as, like, the reason to be, like, abused or punished. Um, but I would never get in trouble for playing piano. Mm -hmm. And I'd never get in trouble for reading. So I found a lot of solace in reading and piano. Um, and also, like, it's, like, a Cancer Moon thing. Like, a lot of, not to bring in astrology, <laughs> but Cancer Moon's, like, us, like, a lot of artists are Cancer Moons. Like, you could literally name an artist and they're probably a Cancer Moon or a Capricorn Moon. Like, yeah. it's, like, really common, especially songwriters. Like, from Taylor Swift to Dua Lipa to Drake to, like, just, like, names every person. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, to, like, Jimi Hendrix. Like, there's so many people with Cancer Moons. So I think it's, like, natural for you and me to, like, find solace in writing music. And, like, like the stereotype is that we just feel really deeply and also that we process really deeply. So it's, like processing really deeply is like the gift of cancers and cancer moons is like yes like the stereotype is that we feel a lot but also that like we're able to process it as well um and so like songwriting is so fun and I'm sure like that's like have you found like love in that like therapy in that yeah I think it's like for myself like I started writing like I would just write poetry yeah okay wait same literally yeah. same I remember, yeah, I remember okay. my mom, when I was really young, bought me this, like, book from Tupac called, like, A Rose from Concrete. And it was, like, this little black and white book. Yeah, I know the book. And it was, like, all these little poems that Tupac would write. So I remember I was, like, thinking, like, and I knew I always wanted to, like, do music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember I was, like, oh, how cool would it be if I had, like, you know, if I got super famous and people found these, like, little poems. <laughs> so I just yeah. started writing these little poems in mm -hmm. this little book every now and again. And mm -hmm. just, it started getting, like more and more yeah i started expanding i started just turning it like yeah. from poems into just like straight up like just journal entries into just mm -hmm. like talking about life my day mm -hmm. song and just like and i was just like a collection of just like books on books on books of just like wow. i don't know what the f <laughs> i was <laughs> saying yeah. when i was 15 years old mm -hmm. but no it's definitely like music has just been like that thing that saved my life like i always say yeah. like like my favorite artist is k Cuddy. okay yeah he's a captain when I was in high school, he had a song, this song called Man on the Moon. Okay, yeah. Literally saved my life. Yeah. Literally wow. saved that song, like, to this day. It's, like, wow. the song that, like, whenever I'm going through something, like, I was going in my car, drive, put on Kid Cudi, Man on the mm. Moon, and, like, it just brings me to a level of just, like, mm. it's going to be okay. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Who's your favorite artist? Frank Ocean. Who's also a Capricorn Moon. <laughs> oh, wow. 
<laughs> I know it's literally everyone, I swear, but um, yeah, I love Kid Cudi as well. The Prayer was my favorite, which I can't find like anywhere because it's uh, probably copyrated, like Band of Horses oh, yeah. from the funeral. mixtape. Yeah, yeah, Band of Horses. Yeah. I actually saw him so in Chicago at Summer. Oh, yeah? Summer Smash Festival. Okay. And it was funny because like, it was like during a time when like my show just came out, so a lot of people knew who oh, I was yeah, or whatever okay. like that. And yeah. I only went because I knew Kid Cudi was headlining. Right. He was going on. I was already drunk. I got like eight more white claws and okay. I'm just like rushing to like the middle okay. of like the like the crowd and I'll just have all your white claws and I'm just like like this listening to him and he was playing the prayer and I'm oh, like wow. and I'm singing it and I'm wow. in tears. Yeah, of course. Crying. Yeah, go off, of course. That's your and I'm Love that for you. totally forget that people wow. know who I am. Oh my god, yes. I go on Instagram like the next morning, just videos of me in no. this crowd just crying, <laughs> singing the prayer. I thought it was so funny. That's so funny. I would love to see that video. You have to show me. Please. Oh yeah, I have it on my Instagram. I have a post. I put in a photo dump and someone That's like literally so it's like funny. someone's like zoomed in on my face. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so funny but well, yeah. yeah the prayer is like that's probably my like man on the moon song that's my favorite kid cutty song but um what kind of music do you write or like are it's kind of like your if you had to describe your music it ranges from r&b to just regular pop i would say or like i've always had like a bad taste in my mouth for the word pop which is like so dumb but um or indie maybe but really like i make music for the energy behind it so it's kind of like the music that I'm releasing within the next year is kind of like multiple different genres. It doesn't exactly have like a specific one. Definitely like inspired by all my favorites like Frank Ocean and um, Tame Impala and just like naming very basic artists. Yeah. I'm like Drake, <laughs> Taylor Swift, just like anyone that's like an artist. Um, but yeah, I mean, music for me is like the energy behind it. So like how like that's able to soothe you so much. Like Kid Cudi has soothed you genuinely and like touched you deeply to your soul yeah. where you're able to like literally like come to a place of feeling okay again. Like I think that's so beautiful about music. Like, I mean, like Billie Eilish's song, like what was I made for? Like immediately transports you into like deep, deep sadness and like the feeling of like purposelessness and just being like absolutely heartbroken and like the fact that it can like immediately change our energetic and emotional states to me is like so that's like the closest thing to like magic that humans have access to like that is like the most spiritual thing that i think could possibly exist like music doesn't even exist in like tangible form like we can't even like hold music like we could like print it onto vinyls but like we can't even like we just like trans like process these like sound waves into like chemical and then electrical impulses but um yeah it's more about like the energy like being able to soothe someone or have like songs that the purpose is to like be an affirmation and release like anxiety or like just be really happy i have this thing about music right okay. it's like the same thing i have with like movies yes of like pain is always rewarded yeah kind of deal yeah like there's an equal and opposite reaction to everything yeah on my isaac newton shit i feel like there's this like inner like philosophical like uh I don't know the word I'm thinking of. This like inner philosophical, um, inner dialogue I constantly have as like a musician of like, I can't be happy mm. almost. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's, it, it stems from that. It also stems from like, like the, yeah. the, so the songs that win song of the year yeah. aren't like right. Pharrell happy. You know what I mean? No one <laughs> yeah. wants to hear Pharrell happy all the yeah. time. You know, the movies that win Oscars are like yeah. The Revenant, you know? Yeah. 
for like sure. Pineapple Express isn't gonna win <laughs> <laughs> movie of the year. Yeah, it's just like sure. that's just not like yeah. a thing, yeah. you know. So it's like as a musician, sometimes I feel like I'll even when I'm in, a, I'll get into a relationship sometimes, mm -hmm. or I'll start dating somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is going really well, and yeah. it's like, and then it translates into my songwriting mm -hmm. or when I'm with my mm -hmm. band, and yeah. it's like, it just doesn't. I feel like I'm almost letting down. <laughs> You're too happy. Yeah. Like life is too good right now. I have nothing to write about. Yeah. Or or it's like I write a happy song and I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It does like it sense. just like, I don't know. My song, it doesn't hit the same. Yeah. That has been very difficult as well, honestly. Well, I think like being like a like spiritual person and spiritual like creator and like high vibrational is like my whole thing. Like, I do find importance in like the pain within creativity because like just validating the human experience and like the depth of human emotion. Yeah. I also think like that's like a gift you have and like being someone who's been through so much is like the depth of your emotion and the depth of what you've experienced and like how deeply you have been ripped open. Like you get to like create that into like co-create that with the universe and like put that into something where another person can like open their heart because they've heard that and then like soothe them in that way. Yeah. But But why is like Yeah, sorry back to what we But why is like sadness the like the relatability thing of like Yeah. Just like everything in general. Like I remember like like being on TikTok or streaming and someone's like, all you do is complain. And I think to myself I'm like, that's media. Mm -hmm. It's just like if there's yeah. no like conflict yeah then there's no resolution and there's no narrative there's no story so everything you see well, especially on social media is like someone like self complaining self-deprecation yeah. that's because just like, wild because there just has to be a resolution at some point in order for the story to make sense yeah if you're happy the whole it's kind of like how like uh like emma chamberlain mm -hmm. or like um the other girl madeline rg kind of like the same kind of like mm -hmm. that relatability factor of yeah. like you know, they're kind of like, oh, I'm like kind of like depressed or whatever yeah. or going through this. It's almost not really authentic because it's like you can change all these things because you mm -hmm. have the ability to do so now because you've blown up. Yeah. So it's like your whole thing is like you have to be relatable and you have to have these sad things, have a messy room yeah. and drive this like rundown car. Yeah. But you can change that. Yeah. But you don't change that because that's what we all relate to. Yeah. And like the minute that you succeed and there's a resolution the story's over yeah kind of deal yeah I so see that. you know what i mean yeah. it's a we it's such a weird i agree space. it is very strange especially losing relatability with your audience when you um start growing but i think honestly at the core of like what people consume like psychologically people watch social media so much because we like to watch people humans like observing humans and like the more sorry i don't mean to just like answer your question if it was more like just rhetorical as no, no 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 that's i'm like that's oh, okay. it wasn't rhetorical it's like oh, okay. just an observation I'm that like, i yes, had oh, definitely it's just an observation that that i had being on social yeah. media when it's like i see i'll see like an influencer right yeah and like you know they've gone through like they had no followers and they got their followers yeah. and then now all their content yeah. is just like them going to red carpet them going yeah. to paris fashion week yeah. them doing this them yeah. doing that it's like yeah. your story is now somewhat complete yeah. you've made it you did yeah. it and now I'm just watching you go on your victory lap yeah. continuously. Yeah. So then it's like with the same thing. It's like with Emma Chamberlain. It's like we saw her mm. succeed and she mm -hmm. became whatever like that. So then everyone just moved on to Madeline. Yeah, like the same person. But like the same person, yeah, the same but like a different font. Anything, because yeah. we need yeah. we need to see that story. We yeah. need to see the relatable person yeah. go through shit and then win, succeed, resolution. Then we go on to the next thing. It's like yeah. we need that constant. Yeah. And that's why it just keeps on moving. It's like... Yeah. 
I don't know. Just as I don't know. I don't even know what if there's an answer to that. It's just a yeah. observation I that I had. Yeah. I think ending. what you're saying is like really interesting. I think like at our cores, we're looking for authenticity. Psychologically, humans love social media because like humans love to observe other humans. Like we learn how to integrate into society by watching like monkey see, monkey do. So like watching social media is the same reason why people love reality TV. It's like because humans love to observe other humans. But if we find no authenticity and no relatability, like there's we're not learning anything like on a soul level. We're not really like taking anything in other than watching something that feels like fiction and when people like lose their heart in growing or making it or in the victory lap I think that's when they lose relatability because like you take like Jennifer Lawrence and people loved like that era of her being like funny and like just like being a normal human it's because like there was still authenticity within that so I feel like it's like Emma Chamberlain just isn't going through that same struggle but like there, I don't know, there's some people that still love her because, like, even though she's made it, she's had that, like, authentic vibe still. So it's, like, the realness regardless. And then, like, from a normal human watching someone make it, like, in your victory lap, like, this is a cool podcast. I think you've done pretty well for yourself. And, like, I think I relate to a lot of the things about you because you do have your heart still. So I think what, like, people are always looking for is heart and they're looking for, like, what's real. Maybe. But then I'm like, do I? You know what I mean? <laughs> Because really? it's like, okay, because it's like at a certain point, how genuine are you if you're willing to like, and now we're getting like essential shit, but how yeah, genuine are you if you're willing to like press post every time you have something to say? Mm. You know what I mean? Every time you have something to say. Well, what's the intention behind it? It's all about that, right? Regardless of what your intention is, at, mm -hmm. a, cer at a core level, mm -hmm. you are posting and promoting it to like the masses. Yeah, for sure. At some sort of like minute. Do you find that disingenuine? Is that what you mean? Is that a word? Yeah. Disgenuine? Yeah, disingenuous. Anti-disingenuous? Like, like at a certain core level, at a certain space, it's like you, there is a narcissistic factor in that. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like sure. how genuine. Well, you could be genuinely a narcissist. Like you could have, I think like I'm pretty open about like, like I post for attention for sure, but I also post because I want to help people. And I'm not to say like I'm like the most authentic person yeah, for no. sure. Like I'm still like making sure I look good on camera. Like there's still like, it's like I'm like posting while I'm pooping and stuff. But I think like, <laughs> I'm not that genuine, you know. But I feel like, I don't know. There's like the relatability within just like owning your shit and just being like exactly who you are. Like you're like, you have your self-deprecating qualities that are like, I guess that's exactly how you view yourself, you know. Sorry, I don't know yeah. if we should say that one. I don't know if that was like not the vibe. No, no. I'm like erase that, erase that, Joe. No, 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 no. it was Joe. good. No, 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 it was good. It was good. Okay. I'm just sorry. Like, I just feel like we just went down a philosophical pathway here. That's that, good with me. Yeah, this is this has become like one of the most cancer conversations. I know. Like, in we should have like who cries first yeah. contest. <laughs> I was on the verge. I was, yeah, there was me a too. Point, yeah, there was yeah. a point where I was yeah. gonna cry and I had yeah. to stop myself. Yeah, thanks like, for yeah. being open with me. No, thank you for being open with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I feel like that's just something that's like an ongoing. In internal debate that I think everybody, not everybody looks at. Like what keeps me grounded is like knowing the way it's gonna be perceived as like one person looking at their phone and like I'm talking to one person. Like when I post something, I'm not like, oh, I'm posting this to like 1.2 million followers. Like one person's gonna like look at this individually. So like kind of like feeling almost like FaceTime, like you're yeah. like just talking to a person and that's the only thing that keeps me anchored is like, you know, when you meet someone in person and they like, give you a hug and they like genuinely love you and you're like, oh, holy shit, like we have a connection. Like 
this is my friend now. Yeah. Like you meet someone or like someone like is like driving down the street and they're like, I love you. Because yeah. they've like seen your like social media content or something like you're connecting genuinely one on one with people. So remembering that instead of being like, oh, I'm like showing up for the world right now. Instead, you're like, you know, yeah, I don't know. That's the only thing that keeps me anchored, really, is just knowing that like like I just had I just went out of town and this girl was serving me and she was my waitress, Haley. Shout out Haley. Shout out Haley. There were two girls named Haley at that restaurant and it was really cool to meet them and just know that like I've like made one-on-one -on -one connections rather than talking to the world. So with like your music that you have coming out, what are like the mm -hmm. goals with that? Do you want to do like, cause there's ways you can do like singles. Mm -hmm. Are you just going to put it out? Are you planning like maybe an album, an EP? Honestly, it's such a good question. I don't know if like this is like the best for my marketing branding, but I don't know yet. I've been in this like, I'll just be like authentic with this and my struggle. Like this shit is so crazy in my brain. I have like, I was telling you a bit about this before, like uh, with social media, like I do all my things on my own. Like I've moved away from my management team. Mm -hmm. I like do everything on my own. So I'm like creating an entire release plan in my brain all on my own right now. So it's been a lot of pressure to release music to like an audience that is expecting one thing. And honestly, it's all just projection. Like, it's not even real. It's just like what my like fears I'm projecting onto the whole situation. But there just is so much pressure, which I'm sure like you know exactly what that feels like to be perceived is like, there's so many things that come with being perceived by so many humans yeah. and like all like that you can project onto that. But I think singles to begin with, but I'm still not entirely sure. I'm kind of in the phase where, um, because I went to like production school, I'm like producing out my songs as much as I can and then most of those are done right now and they're being like fully produced out and then mixed and mastered right now. So once yeah. I get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. How many songs? As a surprise. As a surprise? Yeah. Okay, deal. Yeah. How I about like, you with like with your music and like I, th I think it's different because I don't know how because you work with a producer. Yeah. Or yeah. You, yeah. So like for me, it's like. It's just fun because I'm in a band, so right. it's kind of like the kind of like the fun in it is just like hanging out with like my cool. two best friends kind of mm -hmm. deal, mm -hmm. and it's like it's like planning tours and you know yeah, if we yeah. it's like we just jam out and it's like if if a good song happens a good song happens but it's like I'm just happy to kind of just like yeah be to just making, play to just play and just like Wait, yeah that's make the best music part with of music. like my homies you know yeah and I think that's like and I think that's what makes it hard about putting music out when like it's a thing that you care about it's like. Everything else I do is kind of just like, there's no fear behind it because yeah, I don't sure. really feel like that sort of like visceral connection to it. Whereas like oh, my yeah. music is like, I feel like it's a part of me. Yeah. And not only is it a part of me, it's like it's a part of me and my 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 friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like our, this is our creation. This is like our baby. Yeah. So it's like when I put it out to the world and someone says, says something negative about it, like that hurts because that feels like a piece of me. Yeah, for sure. Or as opposed to everything else doesn't really feel like a piece of me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like reality, it's like that's when I'm on reality television, it's like yeah, that's something 100%. that's like hours of footage cut down mm -hmm. by someone that I've never seen in person that I have no idea who is to create a story yeah. and create a narrative that they want to create. Yeah. My music is yeah. one thousand and ten percent mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. and Keegan. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like if someone produces it, I can't be like, oh, blame it on the editor. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, I'm no, sure. that's just that's me. Yeah. If you don't like it, then it's like you don't like a part yeah. of me. So yeah. I think that's what makes music really difficult. Yeah, definitely. There's this quote I've seen on TikTok and it was like 
art is extremely sensitive people reporting back to everyone else like what experiencing life is like so like literally pouring out your soul and your heart into something and then putting it on a platter for people to perceive and like relate to is like pretty wild yeah. <laughs> especially when the intention has always been for me just to make it for myself and like once i started going to school it was like oh shit i'm like actually like gonna be showing people these like very very vulnerable deep parts of my soul and my wounds and like parts that i haven't fully accepted and then i'm just gonna like share that with the world so yeah. luckily i have like a really really heartfelt audience where audience do i call them audience yeah. homies <laughs> yeah the homies yeah all my homies are like they're just like i don't know i just feel such a deep connection with them that that makes me feel safe yeah um but yeah exactly what you said truly i think that's the beautiful part about songwriting is like what i realized later on was like when i first started songwriting i always felt like i had to make a song for everyone oh yeah right and it's just like taints the art but like that. the change was like when i was like comfortable yeah. talking about my own experiences and people can take what they wanted away from that yeah so it's like yeah. one of my favorite songs I've ever written is a song called Drowning that a lot of mm -hmm. people connect to. And the verses in the song are very personal. It's like I talk yeah. about like my past relationship. I'm like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying like your Virgo sun and moon hates what happens next. And it's like I'm talking wow. about my ex who was like a Virgo. Yeah. But it's like the one line in the song everyone related to was the hook where I say, so if you see me drowning, throw more water in the ocean. Wow. I don't want yeah. your pity, please. I'd rather leave all these wounds open. And I think it's like the beauty of like I like that I love about music is mm -hmm. the imagery that that you can add to it, mm -hmm. and you like the imagery of like you drowning in an ocean, yeah, and you see somebody and it's like don't say like like you just despise them so much and you're yeah. so sunken in your depression that you're like I would prefer you had a bucket of water and dumped it into the ocean then save me from then try literally and, then trying to like rescue me yeah, yeah I mean and wow. a lot of people like connected to that that was more rewarding than anything i've done that anyone has connected to in anything else because yeah. that was a piece of me that people connected to not yeah something that they saw through a screen yeah you know 100 i'm really excited for your music really excited to hear it i know it's gonna be good Thanks. um and i can tell how much you you love the art and how passionate you are about it Thanks. and Mutual. i want to have you i want to have you back once it's out <laughs> and i i want to listen to it when it's like give me some demos okay. we can trade demos yeah we should do that yeah you can hear we some unreleased stuff okay sounds trade good. music notes and stuff like that <laughs> okay sounds good yeah i'd love to have you back Thanks, but um okay. i would love to come back where can people follow you and sure. anticipate the music follow <laughs> if you want it's not really my vibe yeah that's <laughs> i'm I like do dude go ahead i do the same thing when, I'm, when I'm a guest yeah. i'm like if you follow me Unfollow me and follow this person. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, if you would like to follow me, like, please, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm the same way. I'm so bad. Okay. Follow Iris at Iris Daily with two Y's. All right. On TikTok and Instagram. Thank you for that? doing that, that for me. I got you. No worries. Thank you. And uh, make sure you guys like, follow, and subscribe to Past Your Bedtime on YouTube and keep. Keep checking in because we got full video episodes over there. We're also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, every single platform. And you can follow me at Don't Call Dom on every single platform. That's it for the show. Thank you, Iris, for being here. Love you so much. Thank you. And for me. Um, we'll see you guys later. Bye.